This is Frank Bell, and today I want to talk about one of my favorite things, and that is old-time radio, which is commonly abbreviated OTR amongst its fans. What exactly is old-time radio? Here's an excellent definition, and actually, it's not really that old-time. When I think of old-time, I think of horse carts and steam locomotives and this it was in the days of steam locomotives, but long past the days of horse carts. Uh, here's an excellent definition from the otrfans.com website. The link will be in the show note to all the websites, uh, shows, and personalities that I mention in this broadcast. Old-time radio, often called OTR, refers to radio shows from the early days of radio broadcasting. The term usually applies to dramas, comedies, mystery shows, westerns, and variety shows that were acted out by professional actors and sent out over the airwaves. In the golden age of radio, families would sit around their radio listening to the exciting shows the way we sit around our television sets watching them today. The window of available old-time radio shows is actually very small. Most of them date from the 40s and the early 50s. There are occasionally a few you might find from the 30s, but because of the limitations of recording technology, many of the early shows were not recorded. If they were recorded, the recordings were kept only a very short time, much like the prints of many of the early Hollywood movies, which have since disappeared. In the 40s, recording technology began to improve first with the ability of recording to disc in a way that was actually listenable if you've ever heard a song recorded in the 1920s you know how low the fidelity was and how really bad the sound quality was but with the coming of advances in recording to disc and then with magnetic tape more of these shows got recorded and stored, either by listeners or by the studios themselves. I actually remember listening to radio when it was a medium of entertainment. Now, I was not of the generation of Ralphie in the movie The Christmas Story, if you'll remember the scene where he ran home to listen to Little Orphan Annie after school. By the time I was allowed to stay up, past 7.30 or so, the evening entertainment side of radio had pretty much disappeared, although there were a few holdouts. I don't remember my family sitting up and listening to the radio like little Ralphie's family did. I do remember, however, listening to entertainment radio in the daytime. I remember the Arthur Godfrey show, which was an hour-long variety show on CBS, It was followed by the Gary Moore Show, another variety show. 
then there were a couple of soap operas, one of which was the radio version of A Guiding Light, the other of which I can't remember the name, and they were followed by a 20-minute song and patter show by Rosemary Clooney and Bing Crosby, in which they sang several songs and talked back and forth. I learned recently the shows were actually recorded much in advance. They record the voice and the patter, and then the studio would interpolate the songs. But it, it was fairly entertaining for the time. Later on, I listened to regularly to a show from KYW when it was in Cleveland before it moved to Philadelphia. I caught it on the skip since I grew up approximately 800 miles from Cleveland. But in the evening, we had good skip. The rays bouncing off the ionosphere, for those who don't know what the skip is. And Harb Morgan had a kind of oddball news magazine, I guess it would be called, these days, going towards more offbeat subject. And particularly every, I think it was Tuesday nights, he had a ufologist on his show. A ufologist being someone who studied UFOs. This was back in the late 50s, early 60s, when people were convinced that not only is there life on other planets, which is highly likely, but that they were interested in us, which is highly unlikely. And later on, I stumbled over Gene Shepard, who had an early evening show on WOR in New York. If the atmospheric conditions were just right, I could listen to Gene Shepard. In fact, the first one I recall listening was one in which he read his short story about the Red Rider BB gun, which is one of the three or four stories which were aggregated together to make that movie I mentioned earlier, The Christmas Story, about Ralphie and the Red Rider BB gun. And Gene Shepard was just delightful, a witty, funny, and creative man, delightful to listen to. So radio has been a part of my entertainment for a long time. And I'm lucky enough to remember it when it consisted of more than crackpot political theorists spewing hate, giant corporations replaying playlists of very bad music, or sports talkers talking about players, sports, and leagues that no one cares about except the sports talkers and the people they can gen up some kind of interest in. About the only place on the radio dial, no. Actually, commercial radio as an entertainment medium, as far as I am concerned, is dead. What news information and entertainment you can find on the radio, you will find at your local public station, where there is still some creativity and some element of good sense. Old-time radio, though, is a rich source of entertainment and information. You can find contemporaneous newscasts of World War II, for example, not that I listen to those, and the adventures and dramas, cowboy shows, detective stories, mysteries. I'm a mystery buff, so my taste leans toward listening to old mysteries. Not suspense, I have enough suspense in my real life, but mysteries. My ideal mystery 
is the one that opens at the beginning with the body in the library already dead and closes with the great detective revealing who done it on the last page after 200 pages of red herrings distractions false clues and general who shot John I will have to say that what I'm going to say is going to be very much from a US perspective because the US is where I am specifically southeastern Virginia there are may well be similar resources to the ones that I'm talking about in other countries uh, I will I do have one I'm going to mention from Canada but I have to I'm limited somewhat by the blinders that I have one other thing I want to say is that for anyone who has an interest in culture and sociology and cultural change listening to old-time radio is a fascinating window into the times in which it was made the portrayal of women is is interesting they are almost always victims sidekicks or helpless bystanders or sometimes romantic interest uh, the shows that I listen to are not big on romance but sometimes there's an undercurrent of that in some uh, some episodes minorities are almost never portrayed certainly not racial and ethnic minorities with the exception of Irish who are often portrayed as cops and the Italians all talk like this other appearances by minorities Mexican Americans in, in shows set in the Southwest they tend to be comic relief in these stories that I'm talking about the detective and mystery shows black people hardly ever appear they just were not they weren't there so it, it's, it's an interesting picture of the popular culture as one of the leading voices of the popular culture entertainment radio would have people think what America was at the time oh and Germans sometimes did show up on the shows I'm looking at my notes here before World War two Germans tended to be always portrayed as scientists doctors or professors once World War two started Germans were portrayed as spies sadistic villains or occasionally as sympathetic refugees so with that I want to mention some of my favorite old-time radio sites on the World Wide Web OTR on the WWW the first site I stumbled over about five or six years ago which led me to discover this world was the OTR Network Library that's www.otr.net maintained by a fellow named Ken Varga if you look at the website is labeled as beta as near as I can tell it's been in beta ever since I discovered it it's got an excellent selection of shows they are listed alphabetically by title unfortunately the shows are all in real audio format given that the site dates from about 2005 real audio at that time was one of the dominant streaming formats it would have been a logical choice back then uh, if you wanted to listen to an NPR show I would very likely was in real audio format now there are many alternatives to it it is one of the most encumbered codecs and if you're a Linux user you're in trouble 
there used to be a very nice spin of real audio for Linux based on the Helix player. And unlike real audio for Windows, it was very well behaved. It did not run little programs in the background without telling you that it was doing it. It did not phone home to Seattle every five minutes. It just played. Unfortunately, the Helix project is dead. There hasn't been an update to their website, which is player.helixcommunity.org. There hasn't been an update to their website and going on to two years. You can still download Real for Linux, either in sources and for some versions in RPM format. Now I did get it working on my Slackware box using RPM to TGZ which is a little program which will convert an RPM style package into a TGZ for use with Slackware. It worked flawlessly in this the only case in which I've ever used RPM to TGZ. I have it already on my Debian machine because I installed it before the project died and my Debian machine being Debian it's been happily running squeeze now for two years but I cannot get it from my new 64-bit computer the 64-bit sources just are not available uh, one show that they have an excellent selection of on uh, OTR.net one that is one of the best written and consistently best acted of any of the old-time radio shows is Night Beat in which Randy Stone reporter for the Chicago Star I believe prowls the Chicago night looking for material for his next day's column. Sometimes these are mysteries, sometimes they're what we would call human interest stories, but they are excellently done. And I would recommend that as a starting point for just about anyone. It's also notable for what may well be one of the worst radio shows ever done, Jeff Regan, Investigator done by Jack Webb before the Dragnet days. If you'll recall Dragnet, you will recall that Jack Webb did not try to act in Dragnet. Jack Webb couldn't act. And if you listen to any of his early radio efforts, it becomes very, very clear. Other interesting shows that I first discovered there was The Man Called X, about Ken Thurston, U.S. agent, dispatched to trouble spots throughout the world to shoot the trouble. One little twist almost in every episode of A Man Called X, there's a scene in which, hello, I'm Ken Thurston. And the other person says, oh, are you the man they call X? Which leads me to think that X's cover really wasn't all that good. Uh, there also I discovered Mr. Keen, Tracer of Lost Persons. That was a show I had actually heard of. At that site, I also discovered Mr. Keene, Tracer of Lost Persons. That was a show that I had actually heard of. It was on many, many years. Mr. Keene was played by at least two different actors. Uh, hopefully, Mr. Keene will never be looking for me because every lost person he tried to trace seemed to end up dead. I do want to note at this point that even though I'm talking about these shows in the context of OTR.net, because that's where I first discovered them, they are available at many of the other sites I'm going to mention. There's no site 
that has exclusivity on these because as near as anyone can tell these shows are not under any copyright they were made at a time when copyright actually had to be applied for which is no longer the case as of 1978 most of them were never submitted for copyright and in any event they have aged out of the copyright as it would have applied under the laws of their time I will have a link in the show notes to a nice article about the copyright status of these shows. Another site I'd like to mention, a very nice one, one of my favorites, is Old Time Radio Fans. That's www.oldtimeradiofans.com. This one offers shows in MP3 format. It's a much smaller site than otr.net very much a hobbyist site the shows are listed under categories such as mystery sci-fi drama variety and so on i have pretty much exhausted the shows that i would like to listen to on this site selection is relatively small but it has good good taste and high quality another site that i like is oldradioworld.com maintained by a fellow named brendan tran it's much like the site I just discussed. It's a hobbyist site. The shows are in MP3 format. It's a limited selection. Mr. Tran has concentrated on his personal favorites, the shows that he's enjoyed. He's not trying to provide a library of wide-ranging shows. One show I stumbled over there that I quite enjoyed was one called The Adventures of Leonidas Witherall. It is not classic literature, but I enjoyed it because Leonidas Witherall is a character created under a pen name by a mystery writer named Phoebe Atwood Taylor, and I really do enjoy her books. If you like mysteries and have never read the A.C. Mayo stories or the Leonidas Witherall stories, chase them down. They're of a brand of mystery or a type of mystery that's referred to as a cozy in which the story is told for the telling of the story, usually an amusing story with slightly cockeyed characters, not for the quality of the puzzle. Another site that I'm going to mention, not one of my favorites, but it has a great historical interest, is the CBS Radio Mystery Theater fan site, www.cbsrmt.com. It claims to have all 1,399 episodes of the CBS Radio Mystery Theater hosted by E.G. Marshall, except for its last year when it was hosted by Tammy Grind. These shows are fairly unevenly written, but some of them are fun. There are a couple in which a, a young Abraham Lincoln is featured as the detective, one in which a young Thomas Jefferson is featured as a detective, most of them, though, as I read the capsule descriptions of the shows, seem to lean a little more to suspense than to mystery. They do have some interesting Sherlock Holmes adaptations. Off the top of my head, I think they have a version of The Hound of the Baskervilles and a couple of others. You could use, They have an excellent search feature, so if you want to look them up, you can just search for Sherlock Holmes. 
I must warn any true Sherlockians amongst you who want to go listen to these that they do violence to the original stories by introducing subplots and characters which are not actually in the canon. And if you are a Sherlockian, you will know to which canon I refer. Probably the site I visit the most is the Old Time Radio Theater, which originally was entitled the OTR Mystery Theater. And the URL is still www.mysteryshows.com, maintained by a fellow named Brad. These shows are in MP3 format. It is a hobbyist site. It's, pro- it's one of the largest selections of all. He claims to have almost 50,000 episodes of various shows. It is a membership site. There are approximately 2,500 episodes of shows available on the front page of the website at no charge without having to pay a membership fee. For a $10 lifetime membership fee, you get access to the rest of the library. And there are some excellent, excellent shows there. I'm going to mention two shows that are on the front page, which might whet your appetite. There's one called Crime Photographer. Sometimes it aired under the name of Casey, Crime Photographer. It usually opens and closes with Casey and his assistant, Annie, hanging out at the Blue Note, their favorite bar, where the barkeep, Ethelbert, presides over the festivities. In between the two visits to the Blue Note, Casey and Annie, in the search for pictures for his newspaper, find themselves in some kind of mystery or other. It may be a murder mystery, it may be a robbery, it may be blackmail, it may be extortion, fraud, but some sort of mystery. It's generally acted with a nice sense of humor. The atmosphere is kept light. It's hardly a dark, noir show of any sort, but it's quite good fun. And another one there that's fun is called Mystery is My Hobby, in which the amateur sleuth, Barton Drake, pairs with the police detective to solve the mystery. It's a classic buddy show, but instead of two cops... Or two amateurs is the amateur and the cop. Every episode manages to end with Barton Drake explaining that he solved the case because mystery is my hobby. There is also at the Internet Archive a very large old-time radio collection. It's so large, it's almost impossible to navigate. Unless you have some notion of what you're looking for, the choice is are just overwhelming. Uh, The shows are there are available in mp3 or odd formats. I'm going to mention three shows I've discovered there which I I enjoy listening to. One is called The Fat Man which opens with something like he crosses the street. He walks into the drugstore. He's putting a penny into the scale. Weight 239 pounds. Fortune Danger. And that cast you back to a time in the culture when 239 pounds was considered fat. As I walk down the street, it seems to me to be average anymore. But that's another story. Another interesting show you can find there is Rex Saunders, in which Rex Harrison plays the detective. They're quite well done. The episodes, always, the titles always have the word murder in them. The titles are a little heavy. 
but the show itself is, is a lot of fun. And then there are episodes of The Saint starring Vincent Price. Now, those of you who are familiar with The Saint stories will know that The Saint is an Englishman. Vincent Price is not. Over the years, Leslie Chartrist wrote The Saint stories. He created a very firm and clear characterization of The Saint. And Vincent Price is not it. If you recall when Roger Moore, who played The Saint on television, played James Bond, my feeling was what you got was not James Bond. Sean Connery was James Bond. Always will be. What you got was James Bond if James Bond had actually been the saint. So what you get with the Vincent Price version of the saint is something entirely other than Leslie Chartres' actual saint. But these shows are generally fun to listen to. They're lighthearted. Uh, and they have a twist of humor to them. Two other sites I want to mention briefly. There's one called My Old Radio World. www.myoldradioworld. This is a Canadian site. The one thing I don't like about it is that by default the shows play in an internal player. Some kind of script on the web page. I loathe internal players. That's just me. But I have to say, this site has an immense collection, over 50,000 episodes, and probably a much greater variety, geographic variety, than the others. It has a lot of BBC shows, Australian shows, Canadian shows. The site is actually out of Canada, uh, and run under the auspices of a Canadian computer services and supply company in Montreal. And it's worth checking out if you're looking for something different from what you would find at these other sites, which are pretty heavily weighted towards United States radio. And the last one I want to mention is Radio Lovers, www.radiolovers.com. Again, an MP3 format. It's part of the board.com network. I went to board.com and it appears to be an online game humor and all around how to fall into the computer for hours at a time and not accomplish anything site the sort of games that would appeal say to my my girlfriend she likes to play word games scrabble and mixed up word type puzzles and it, it seems to be the that sort of games and j some joke sites and so on and so forth it does radiolovers.com does not appear to be particularly commercial it, it's not a membership site or anything like that uh, the one thing again it's mp3 format but the one thing i do want to mention if you decide to visit there looking for something the collection is much larger than it appears on the front page. For each of their categories, there is a link to show more. And if you click that, you will see many more titles than appear on the front page for that particular category. There's also a link to show all the shows, and it opens up to quite an extensive list arranged alphabetically by title. I know that there are many other old-time radio show sites out there on the internet.
I've stumbled over some of them, but these are the ones that I have found the most enjoyable, the ones that keep me coming back to them. And if you want a diversion to listen to something new and to realize that at one time radio was more than a box spewing hate and cheap mass market music tracks, check out some of these old-time radio selections. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. And you can return to the thrilling days of yesteryear with Sergeant Preston and King, strongest of the lead dogs. If you want to email me, you can email me at frank at pineviewfarm.net. Pineview Farm is all one word. No spaces, no punctuation. And my website is www.pineviewfarm.net. Thank you very much. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. All BinRef projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike 3.0 license.